0: hey what's up everybody ears up in depth we are here and let me tell you after last uh show that we had you know just a bunch of weird stories i think we have some pretty quality stories tonight jeremy
1: yes there's stuff to talk about and I'm excited for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was almost more like we had to pick and choose about what we should leave on the cutting room floor, so to speak. Yes. And what we can actually bring to the bring to the show. Yeah, and shockingly
1: we picked these stories.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these are the most fun, like I thought we'd be talk about like Nelson Nelson Peltz trying to get back on the board and do that. And it's like, eh, it's, I don't know there. We just talked about it. That's it. You know, it, you well,
1: also, I think it might be maybe we give it a couple of weeks and let that play out a bit more before we talk about it, because it's kind of just like he's like, I'm coming back, but nothing's really happened. I think he's maybe bought some more shares, but we might want to see yeah. what, how that plays out before we really discuss it. So I'm going to let that I'm going to let that simmer. You let that simmer, brother.
0: They don't let it boil over though, because that's a pain to get off the the surface of the uh of the stove.
1: Oh, it, you, you almost know, can't even the crust do that it. Boils over. It's like impossible. No, can't sometimes.
0: Do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get it. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for being with us tonight on a lovely Thursday. It's Halloween season. I'm very excited about that. I just went to the uh, I was a my first chaperone moment where I was a chaperone at uh, Alice's school oh. going to the pumpkin patch. Like oh. the classic dad thing to do, man. That's nice. And can I let me just tell you kids are exhausting. If you have yes. 3 children um in your house, I you should get the presidential medal of honor or whatever. That is it was, it was so in my group, it was Allison and two, two people from her class. Right. And these kids were everywhere. Yeah. Well, one kid in particular, one was like really shy. It was like the, the, the both ends of the spectrum as far as personality. goes. Yeah. One kid was like, I'm going to go get a pumpkin now. No, you're going to sit down. <laughs> let's finish lunch. Okay. But I'm going to get a pumpkin now. No. <laughs> and then the other one would just wouldn't say anything. So it's very odd. I felt very like uh, bouncing around, man. My energy level was sapped by the time I got home. And it was like three hours long.
1: It wasn't that long. It wasn't that big of a deal. That is a very long time to be with three children. And I get tired <laughs> FaceTiming my nieces and that's just FaceTiming them. And I'm like, I got to go. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, it it's a cool perspective on watching, a cool perspective to watch kids, right? To like, you know, babysit for lack of a better term. Because it, it gave me insight as to my own child. Because sometimes I get so annoyed, I guess, with Alice. Because she'll just change her mind in a friggin' heartbeat. You know? be, Alice, do you want any water? Or Alice, do you, you want something to drink? No, I'm okay. All right. And then I'll go sit down. And as soon as my butt hits the cushion. Actually, yeah, I do. Like, really? <laughs> cool. So you got to get up. And you're like, oh, you're just mildly annoyed. I guess that's just what kids do. Because I'm carrying a backpack with all three water bottles. And I go, does everybody want anything to drink? And they all go, no. And I get paid. Okay, cool one goes yeah actually i do i'm like okay cool anybody else nope okay put the backpack on actually yeah i think they all just did it to me you know constantly <laughs> it's like as soon as the backpack's on i change my mind i would love some water please alice dad yeah all right okay here we go this is annoying but that's fine
1: i met i it was, was fun though. It was a cool thing. i was out in los angeles last week and um it just made me think of kids i was with a friend of mine and her two kids for dinner And But they're also so fun. Like, these two are such polite. They had so many things to say. They were, like, the best conversationalists. I I talk to adults that have less to say than this. Like, (laughs) first of all, they're big Disney fans, so his name is Walt. So I'm like, Walt, you know, what's going on? He's like, do you like video games? And I said, well, no, I do not. But, you know, why don't you tell me about, you know, and then he's just going on and telling, he plays this game, which my other friend's kids play. And it's like, you get dropped off and you have guns and you're just sort of on an island. But other people, Fortnite. yes, I tried playing that for two seconds. No, that is impossible. That is a hard game. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I couldn't even, I was like, what are we even doing? Where does this go? What, what's happening? And like some kids really master it at like, like, you know, Mm six-year-olds, but I can't do it. Yes. I wanted to tell you. While I was in Los Angeles, my friend, this family that I was with, they're good friends of mine. The kids had to go home to bed. So my friend, Kev, he's like, you have, I have to take you to this place. You're going to love it. It's Walt's old favorite restaurant. Oh, it's sure. It's called the Tam O'Shanter. Yeah. Have you heard of this?
0: I've heard of it. It's very, very old LA. I've never been though. You have to go now.
1: Like stop the yeah. show, get in the car. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. It looks like... <laughs> Yeah. It's first of all, it smells kind of like medieval, or like not medieval times, but it has like that old building smell. And a, it's like kind of musty, also kind of musty, like, but they're making prime rib in there. And so, yeah. like, it just smelled like a, it smelled like what I want a restaurant to smell like always. And like, you go in, first of all, it looks like Snow White's chalet or whatever. It's very Tudor style, if I, I guess what oh. I would say. And, uh, and apparently Walt was inspired for some of the architecture that was in the movie Snow White by this restaurant. But there's pictures like you've got Walt has his own, there's a Walt's table. And sometimes you can sit at Walt's table and it's got his picture. And then there's pictures of him with the owner, the Imagineers, the, all the, the 10 old men or who seven old men, however old men, you know, the old <laughs> nine. nine old men. <laughs>
0: i going to, I, I love honing in. I love Disney history, man. It's so good. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? Well, I don't like, uh, odd numbers. But so there was the old men and they're in there, the photos. I mean, this place, even like it's like those medieval, like banners are hanging down from the ceiling. Oh, geez. That sounds awesome. That sounds exactly my vibe. And a scotch selection that would send you to the moon. Every scotch and bourbon is up there. Like it's a fantastic whiskey selection overall. We walked in, sat right at the bar. There was hardly anybody in there. The, The waiters from Scotland, he's chatting us up. The Tam O'Shanter, it's in Glendale. I can't wait to go back. That's amazing. I that's to go awesome. Now. Yeah. yeah. You like a prime rib,
0: huh? You like a prime rib restaurant? Well, we had
1: already had dinner elsewhere, but I would order a prime rib if I was going there. It's kind of what they're famous for.
0: Um, next time you're in the city up here, House of Prime Rib, that's where you go. It's, it's sort what of the same have? kind of vibey. <laughs> uh, fish. Mm. The big fish mm. house. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, same kind of vibe where it's like dark lighting, dark wood stinks of meat the whole place <laughs> and they have a great wine selection they make good cocktails it's same kind of similar vibe but you know maybe a little more upscaley cuz it's San Francisco i guess not Glendale
1: i loved I it know. first of all i want to move to Glendale tomorrow there's this place Glendale's cool yeah it's very expensive but it's it's really pretty that in Pasadena Pasadena well, i think it's pretty close to Pasadena but Gl- there was a yeah, right next door place yeah. called the Glendale Galleria and they have you know a fountain that dances to music. You know what they just got rid of at Epcot? So this is this is a place that you go for free. Maybe that's where it went. And my friend Kev is asking me, he's like, why would you go to Disney Springs or downtown Disney? He's like, this is better. Not only that. You can live there. On the upper floor there's like a Nordstrom, a Neiman Marcus, a Bloomingdale's, all sorts of shops is you know like there's a cheesecake factory or whatever I don't know maybe not a cheesecake factory but there's places like that, right? And then above yeah. you can live there. There's condos and apartments. And I was like, "Why would I go anywhere? This is where I want to be and a mile down the road is the Tam O'Shanter." Wow. I love that for you, man. You can't beat it.
0: No, you can't. I'm looking at prices in uh, in Glendale right now. This is really nice. Um, five bedroom, three bath, 2,800 square foot house on a 0.36 acre lot. So you are, you are up against it. Right. And it's very like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very, um, it's very like a Spanish that Spanish LA, like 1920s, 30s style with, you know, like the Spanish clay, uh, roof and whatever the inside looks abhorrent. It has to go. It's (laughs) wallpaper everywhere. 1.7 million dollars. Oh wow! Built in 1931. So yeah, you know, I don't think we're moving in Glendale anytime soon. That's all. That's all I have to say to you. <laughs> okay, good. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that area is awesome. I I do uh, I do like it, and it it's it's a little pricey, obviously, but you know, maybe it's worth it. Who knows? Yeah, I think it um, might be right. worth it. They have an Epcot fountain. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah uh all right jared let's let's start it off man let's do a story or two you want to go first okay i'll go first let me put my martini back it's to this new holiday party you should dash if you like being upcharged for more of your cash
0: (laughs) i thought that was going
1: in an entirely different direction but uh i love it (laughs) yes disney has found another way to charge us more money to go to their parks which i didn't think they could do i thought we'd squeeze it all out but they're smart um A brand new separate hard ticketed holiday event is coming to Walt Disney World, but not at, D- at Magic Kingdom. This one is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios in the form of Jollywood Nights. See, I heard this and instantly I thought like Bollywood, but that's not right.
0: <laughs> but that would be cool. Imagine Disney doing a Bollywood thing. I think that'd be cool. Yeah,
1: well, I'm sure they would charge a lot for it. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. one thing I know about it. Yeah. Uh, this new Christmas party will take place on select nights from November eleventh, so starts pretty soon, to December twentieth. Tickets are available. Forget this between one hundred and fifty nine and one hundred and seventy nine dollars for this four hour event. That's too much. Yes, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I mean, just for example, like the next
0: expansion of Destiny two is one hundred and seventy dollars, and you get free stuff with it, and that's like a hundred or two hundred hours of gameplay saying
1: yeah i don't know if i see the value there but we'll keep going (laughs) (laughs) that's a bunch of skins in Fortnite. Mm. step into a shimmering holiday scene with dapper decor and themed celebrations or sorry themed decorations (laughs) have another martini You can delight in their merry mashups. I want you to get ready because there's a lot of alliteration coming your way from this Disney website. Of course there is. Uh, Okay. Of course. They live for this. They live for these moments. Go ahead. I know. You can delight in their merry mashups, Yuletide Entertainment, including live bands, an all-new stage show, and the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam Nighttime Spectacular, which that's not new. That's always happened to Hollywood Studios. Now you just have to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be free, and now it's well. It it's used one to be of part of the to? park. Now it's on. Yeah, oh you know, it was. It was their Christmas show. Oh, so, oh my goodness! All right. I mean, it might still be happening on non-party nights, but you are. It's not like. Yeah, you know, you're not getting it. Right, you can delight. Oh, did I already say merry mashups? Yes, I did. Join in the fun during a spirited sing along experience at the Hyperion Theater, inspired by Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I I can't think of anything that I would rather do less at a Disney park than go to a sing along.
0: You know, I I would normally agree with you, but I love the music of this film so much that I that would probably be the only way you could get me into a sing along.
1: Okay, but so you'd go to
0: this. Yeah, I would probably if I wouldn't pay for it. There's it sounds like you Halloween. have to.
1: You have to like.
0: Pumpkin scream in the dead of night. Right, yeah, like he, I love it.
1: I love that. I love all of the, the scales of the uses. I love all that stuff. It's so awesome. I just think that that should be something that happens anyway. I don't think I should pay $179 to do it. I agree. Enjoy favorite attractions with lower wait times during this limited capacity event. So I guess that is a plus. But didn't we go to this park all day? Like, why do I have to pay extra not to wait on all these lines? Didn't I pay Genie Plus all day People to get ride. on these fast rides? And I have to pay more for limited? Yeah. I don't get that. So, um, Plus, meet some beloved characters for Spirited Seasons Greetings. And while we're talking about spirits, Jason, cozy Uh-oh. up with a cup of the Sandy Claus hot cocoa, which is topped with cherry whipped cream, quote unquote, uh, available, available for purchase.
0: Is it uh, adults only? Like, is it a
1: little booze in there? A little in there? This or no? one I don't believe, but there is. But they're coming up, there are some, what is this, shimmering sips, like their Twilight Daiquiri, which is only available to guests 21 and over, drink responsibly.
0: You think it's named for the movie, Twilight movie, because the vampire was was a shimmery vampire? I
1: have no <laughs> idea. I don't think so. No. They have sensati- I wish it was, though. sensational sweets, like a Christmas tree cookie stack. Also available for purchase. Delish dishes like baked spring rolls. Hurts my mind. Like
0: it the words that you're saying, the alliteration go into my ears and I can feel it in like the 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 separation between my frontal cortex and like the other part of my brains. Yeah. I can feel it infiltrating like a worm digging in there and like trying to separate. Good. It I it it I I don't like this. I just dis- disgusts me. Go ahead.
1: Please and they continue. also have a savory snack, which is the <laughs> put me out of my misery, please. Oh, I have to get this last one out. A savory snack, like the spicy Korean chicken on a mini funnel cake, which sounds weird. Okay, I would try it. Yeah, I would try that for sure. Well, those are the those are the bites. But the thing is, like at the Christmas party, it used to be that you could get free hot cocoa and they would give out cookies at different spots around the park so you could get snickerdoodles and like you'd go around and get them for free that was part of the thing this is all for purchase so i'm paying but also i have to pay more for the food and the cocoa like this is annoying but photo pass service will be available and is included in the price of your ticket the event takes place from 8 30 p.m. to 1230 a.m. on those select nights but your ticket will get you entry into the park as early as 7 p.m. if you do not have park entry that day so jollywood nights okay um man they're really they're really
0: goosing you for for that money that extra cash they're trying everything i don't know how i feel about that because i think i mean you're you're (laughs) i don't know on the one hand, people are still going to be going. Like they're going to sell out. People are going to love it, and they're going to keep going. And the next year, the event will be 185 bucks, and ticket prices will still go up, and everything will still go up, and the parks will still be full. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm saying here. I guess.
1: I I also I agree with you. I couldn't figure out what I think about this, and so then I just decided I don't care about it because. Right. Um. On the one hand, I think great. They're adding this because that Christmas party at Magic Kingdom just sells out. And it sells out early and it sells out fast, which annoys me, but fine. (laughs) Because it's also expensive. So I was like, that's great that they're adding more capacity for more things like this. So maybe that will loosen up the demand. The flip side of that is is that they announced pretty late. So a lot of people probably have already bought tickets to the Magic Kingdom party. And I'm sure people are only saying, like, how many special hard ticketed events am I going to on my trip? So this. (laughs) but that will keep this probably open a bit more there are already nights that are sold out so i don't know i guess great they're adding more capacity i would like it to have more, i would like it to be two things cheaper and have more like at least give me free cocoa and cookies like give me something like a little something well that's that magic that we've talked about that we
0: think is coming back but then kind of not it's like yeah. you want to get a free paper clip and that's the magic coming back it's <laughs> like no I, yeah. I I guess, number one, we, we don't have to have a, an opinion on everything. We can just like the fact that things are, are happening, and that's okay. <laughs> but there's something to be said for just noticing that all of these things are very expensive for four hours of your time, for the four hours that you have a privilege to buy these other things that you can't buy normally. Right. That to me is, um, I don't know, just it feels uncomfortable. And I don't really care one way or the other, I guess, but I'm just uncomfortable about it. And I want to talk about it. And then that's it. I don't think yeah. I'm going to go.
1: I don't think I'll be here in December. Well, I'll be here. I'll probably come in on the 18th. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think I want to spend $179 for this.
0: I don't even I don't. like
1: Hollywood Studios. That park sucks. It It doesn't sound like...
0: That's it. That's all I got to say. Okay, good. Uh, you want me to hit you up with one? Hit me with a, a good one. All right. Well, I don't know if I have a good one, but apparently Disney has revealed the size of ESPN's business for the first time. And uh, I'm talking
1: about the bottom line, everybody, just that everyone everyone relax a little bit. Oh, like it's profitability. Yeah. So they weren't telling uh, they were telling us the volume, like the sales volume that it does or like it's it's net income, but they weren't telling us it's profitability. I think so.
0: Yeah, um, so apparently Disney is looking for a strategic partner to help ESPN manage its transition into the streaming era. So they're looking at, you know, because ESPN still on basic cable. And like, apparently they're trying to take that off basic and just stream, uh, streaming only. The network's high profit margins may help explain why Disney isn't looking to sell the asset completely. So they're looking for someone to, to come in and help manage it to maybe sell a little piece of it to them and, uh, you know, and still own it. Because people, people have wanted them to cleave ESPN off of the books for years, you know, and uh, no one's really known what it makes for the company. But now, now we know ESPN delivered more than 16 billion with a B, Jeremy, $16 billion for Disney fiscal year, 2022 and $2.9 billion in profit.
1: Okay. So that's what like, uh, and well, how much is that? 11%. What did we say? Yeah, something like that, I guess. I don't know.
0: It was uh, 16 billion was the cost in 2.9. Uh, you can call it three. Why not? You know, $3 billion in profit. By comparison, T, uh, Disney's entertainment business, which includes its streaming services, linear TV networks and TV and movie studios, brought in $39.6 billion in revenue and $2.1 billion in profit during that same period. So everything else that uh, (laughs) that Disney does is not as profitable as as ESPN, because I guess the costs are so are so much lower. The data shows just how much ESPN's business relies on carriage fees from cable TV providers over advertising. ESPN makes up most of the revenue within Disney's sports segment. Well, yeah, what a dumb thing to put in there. Within that segment, during Disney's fiscal year 2022, the majority of revenue came from affiliate fees that cable programmers pay to distribute ESPN, which was $10.79 billion, versus advertising, which is $4.4 billion, and subscriptions and other forms of income, which is $2.1 billion. Okay, so that's the but, 16. That's the 16 breakdown. Yeah, exactly. So subscriptions and everything else, ancillary stuff is only $2 billion, but uh, the fees that cable programmers pay for the privilege of having ESPN on their network is $10 billion. Okay. That is crazy to me. Yeah. So I, I w- look, I would be um, looking to not sell that cash cow off either.
1: Except that that 10 <coughs> billion keeps shrinking, right? Cause people are cord cutting. Yeah. So they, is that what's happening?
0: I think so. Disney CEO Bob Iger, uh, you know, uh, previously, I think in January, announced a sweeping restructuring of the business earlier this year, essentially undoing most of the organizational changes made under former chief executive Bob Chapek. As part of those changes, Disney said it would divide the company into three parts: entertainment, which is streaming TV and movie studios and TV networks; sports, which is just ESPN; and experiences, which is parks and products. So that's where we're that's where we're seeing uh, the sports section is just ESPN for right now, which of course it is. And it's giving Disney about $3 billion in profit. The company said last month that nearly doubled its investments in theme parks and cruise lines. Disney experiences division earned $28 billion in revenue for the fiscal year, 2022 and $7.2 billion in profit. And so you read these things about how much profit the parks and cruise lines are making. And it's because of things like you just talked about. Here's a package of 175 bucks for 4 hours in the park and you can buy other stuff. Prices are going up. It's mind-boggling to me how much money this company makes and they still want to get every last dime of your vacation savings.
1: And it's shocking at how much the the park's profit dwarfs the others. It's not like it's close. It's like <laughs> oh here's yes. this Oh, and then there's <laughs> these other things that we've met, you know, we mince around.
0: Yeah, so here's another here's another article that was very similar in the same line from CNBC. It says, Disney's restructuring has triggered some changes in how the company shares its financial details, shedding light on just how strong its theme park businesses is, are for its bottom line. According to a Wednesday filing, so this is fresh news, Jer. The theme parks yeah. segment had more than $24 billion in overall revenue for the first nine months ending in July one. That is 17% higher than the first nine months of 2022. The theme park admissions alone accounted for $8 billion of 2023's nine-month total, which is up 21% from the same period, 2022.
1: So did you say $8 billion in profit in the first nine months? Uh, The total. So it might be overall revenue is what they're talking about. So did you say it's 23 in revenue? Is that what you said?
0: Twenty four billion in overall revenue, uh-huh. and that's theme park admissions alone were
1: eight billion. About. Oh, theme park admissions. Okay, but profit. So seven into what did we say? Seven into twenty four is thirty. That's thirty percent. So even as a percentage, like if if ESPN's per profit percentage is twelve percent. This is making 30% profit. So like, it's a fat, like, it's not even like it's making a lot of money, but the the margins are narrow. The margins are very big here.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah. Because what's the, you just have maintenance cost and staffing now at this
1: point, you know? Yeah. I mean, they take out, they they don't have to plug in that freaking fountain anymore because they turned it into a planter. (laughs) I hate
0: them. And then so we're talking a little bit about how restructuring has changed, how they reported numbers. Previously, Disney reported retail and wholesale sales of merchandise, food, and beverage as one category and merchandising licensing as another. But now these revenues are being disclosed as three separate categories, parks and experiences, merchandise, food and beverage, and merchandise merchandise licensing and retail and park licensing and other. The categories of theme park administrations, uh, admissions and resorts and vacations remain the same. Disney and Universal's domestic parks, as well as region players like Six Flags and SeaWorld, have reported lower attendance this year. Travel agents have pointed to higher ticket prices and a rise in trips to Europe as the major factors in declining domestic theme park attendance. But Disney doesn't really seem to be affected by that necessarily. I mean, they're still they're still rocking and rolling. That's it. That's what I got for um, sort of uh, you know financial news. I suppose
1: you can call it. Oh, financial news. Okay.
0: Yeah, it just it it seems wild to me that there's uh, that there's such a demand to go back to these parks, but everywhere you go online, people are complaining about the prices. And uh, and we talk about this every time there's a price increase. And I I don't know anybody who's happy with the prices, but people are still going constantly, nonstop, giving this company eight billion dollars just off of turnstile numbers.
1: Well, I don't know. So take this with a grain of salt because it's just one observation on one night by one person. But I went to Epcot the other night. My friend and I drive over. We pull into the parking lot. The parking lot was so packed. I've, I haven't seen it this packed. And it was a Tuesday. It was a Sunday night. It was, sun, it was this past Sunday. The parking lot was all the way to the grass. Like There were no empty rows. And I'm like, how is this a thing? I haven't seen this like this ever in all the times I've been driving over here. But when you got into the park, it wasn't crowded. Like, yes, there were people. But it wasn't crowded. And even the lines, like we rode, like we looked at stuff. We're like, oh, the lines are pretty average. They weren't crazy. They were just, Spaceship Earth was 10 minutes, whatever. I think it's because everyone going is a local. The hotels are not, there's no capacity. The park was a bonus park that day. So it didn't count towards your reservation count. So I think that they are, Disney World is having to rely more and more on locals because these hotels are so expensive and all the associated costs. So and that's why they're giving us these crazy. I on the last in depth we did, I talked about all the discounts that are available on hotels over the coming six months. So the people are going in there, but it's because they drove. They didn't arrive on bus or monorail or boat. That's my belief. That's what I observed. Okay. Interesting. So, And by the way, also, we got a dining reservation and the park was war- like dining reservations were up for the taking. You could eat anywhere. Oh, geez. Which is unusual also. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, What do you got left, jer You got a couple a couple things, huh? I have two. I have a bit of a more serious story and then I have a game for let's us to play. Do, okay. Let's end on a game
0: because I love a game. Let's so let's do your game. serious story. We'll take a okay. break. We'll come back. I got a couple things
1: to chew on a little bit too. So, all right. Well, that sounds great. At a five year low sits, sits Disney stock, and now they've partnered up with TikTok. <clears throat> so, I think they might be needing a bit of a, okay. a boost to celebrate Disney 100. TikTok has unveiled a groundbreaking partnership with Disney, marking a century of magical storytelling. This collaboration is a first-of-its-kind content hub on TikTok, showcasing content from various Disney brands, including Parks well, all Bell, and Star Wars, you know, all the things they have. This hub offers a blend of nostalgic theme songs, iconic moments, and exclusive behind-the-scenes tours of the Disney campus. Which I don't know why that's just not on Disney+, Plus, since we're already paying for that. That's what they need to be doing for
0: all of this. That's the original content people want to see. Right. That is it. That is the stuff.
1: No, what I someone posted a screenshot of like you I guess on Disney Plus there's a section where you can go to like new new on the new on Disney Plus and it was the weirdest selection like no one wants to watch any of that. I wish I could <laughs> find it. Oh my god, I probably could find it. Maybe during your story I'll find it. Okay. Starting October 16th, which I believe is behind us, in commemoration of Disney's centennial, TikTok is offering its vast community of Disney aficionados a distinctive destination within the platform. It allows fans to immerse themselves in a magical interactive experience where they can relive stories and memories. They can view videos from different Disney brands, craft their own videos using Disney-themed music and effects, participate in daily Disney trivia, and even collect and trade character cards of their beloved characters, which sounds so terrible. They're really trying. They are really trying
0: very hard to do something, and they are throwing anything at the wall. And then whatever drips down slower is the winner. It sounds like
1: <laughs> drip down. I don't know. There's a bunch like then it's just like um, people talking. Assad Ayad, uh, sorry, Assad Ayaz, chief brand officer at the Walt Disney Company. Meanwhile, what does this guy do all day? Brand officer. No one yeah, what's I didn't know that anyone was being a good steward of any of these brands. It seems <laughs> to me they've watered everything down. Nothing seems to be holding true to some brand DNA. You've got gambling going on over at ESPN. I think it's highly questionable that Disney would even be partnering with TikTok anyway. And I'm going to get into why soon. But like who's 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 looking after and nurturing the brands here? So I don't know what he's up to. Uh, but he says that, that this is a chance for him to highlight Disney's century-long leadership in creative innovation and storytelling. Blah blah blah. Um, Disney will also become a TikTok TikTok Pulse premier publisher, allowing advertisers to deliver ads adjacent to some of the most premium entertainment and sports content from Disney on TikTok's for you feed. So okay, yeah. So like, I don't, I'm just wondering, what do you think about all this?
0: I mean it's a natural thing. I think Disney needs to be on TikTok. I don't know if they need to partner like, you know, partner necessarily, but that's just what the corporation's going to do, right? They're going to they're going to try to get some money out of it or a, a bigger benefit, but TikTok is where you got to be for or for creative marketing like that. I think it translates really well for what Disney's trying to do way better than Instagram and clearly better than Facebook. Cause no one's on Facebook, but you know, the older generation, you know, and that's who you're, you know, you're already speaking to them. They already know, they've already been to the parks. They've already grown up doing it. They don't, you don't care about them. You want the TikTok generation. You want the 14 to, you know, 35 year olds.
1: That's what you want.
0: Okay. So I, th- I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense for them.
1: Okay. I mean, you also said that they need to be in the virtual. What was when they were doing the virtual reality? Yeah, the metaverse. You like, they have to be in it, Chair.
0: They have to absolutely. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think metaverse is crashing, and I think they're. It's moving like mixed reality, which is like augmented reality. Um, I think that'll be big if they can. If if Disney can figure it out, if they can put enough money into it to figure it out and make it work, I think it will be a smashing success. But. You know, that remains to be seen.
1: Okay. I think it's questionable that Disney would partner with this particular social media platform. I'm I'm sure that in a vacuum and you say, oh, it's, you know, it's where all the kids are. But there's a lot of questions about the uh, safety and security and privacy that go along with TikTok. And there are many people who believe that people really shouldn't be giving their information to TikTok. According to a report in the New York Times, governments have expressed concerns that TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance, may endanger sensitive user data. Lawmakers in the US, Canada, and several European countries have pointed to laws in China that allow the Chinese government to secretly demand data from any Chinese company and also from its citizens for their own intelligence-gathering operations. And so that's what that's doing is it's creating a If China decides that they want certain data, certain information, they can get it because all that information will be stored at ByteDance, which is partially owned because any company that's Chinese is going to be partially owned by the Chinese government. And so um, several governments and institutions around the world have said, like, actually, you shouldn't even have this on your phone. To be sure, this year, China broadened the scope of its already... Sweeping counter espionage law and a move that analysts warn could create further legal risks or uncertainty for foreign companies, journalists and academics. The new language in the amendment to the law suggests that any organization and anyone can be suspect and anything can be counted as a threat to China's national security (laughs) in the arbitrary application of this law that will definitely have a chilling effect, according to The New York Times. In 2020, the entire country of India banned TikTok. You can't use it anywhere in the country, which is huge because uh, India is the second most populous country on earth. Other countries and government bodies, including Britain and its parliament, Australia, Canada, the executive arm of the European Union, France and New Zealand's parliament, have all banned the app from official government devices. Just this year, several cities, including New York City, have barred government workers from downloading it as well. And so, my point is that there's clearly a groundswell, and clearly a lot of various agencies. The um, I think the University of Texas at Austin are saying this isn't something you necessarily want to be putting your private information on. And I think it's not such a good look, particularly for someone like Disney, which people trust that you would be luring kids essentially like that's where like Disney uh, Disney's primary art audience is kids So kids are going to want to sign up for this and have to hand over their information to something that could be used nefariously by a foreign power
0: okay I, I have a lot to say about that and uh I'll try to distill it down one I don't think well, I don't think luring is the right <laughs> is the right phrase but also like if you're a kid and you are and you know that Disney's on TikTok you're probably already on TikTok you know, I, I don't think it's out of a vacuum. I don't think that it's uh, the partnership is to necessarily get people on the TikTok, but it's to get at the people who are already on TikTok. But I don't know, you know, who who who's really to say. Um, as far as like the data stuff goes, as far as I know, you know, don't think, you know they, so they you don't
1: think TikTok yeah. looks at this as like an opportunity to grow its users. I, th- I think they do. But, but then the goal uh, is to I, get more people on
0: TikTok really TikTok really doesn't advertise necessarily you know what i mean you don't see commercials for it right so how are they going to let get the word out right you know maybe just word of mouth or whatever and people might sign up for it but i don't think they're going to sign up for it because uh, because of disney it might be a a thing that they uh oh well that's cool okay maybe i'll maybe i'll do it i'd be interested to see if they can tie user numbers to the new implementation of the disney partnership
1: but isn't having Um, content the whole point like that's how they get users like if they have more content, well, sh- new sure, I guess. things.
0: Yeah, sure. I just don't think that the Disney brand is going to be driving somebody to go. Okay, now I'm going to get on
1: TikTok. So then, what's in it for TikTok?
0: Uh, I mean, well, I mean, it's you know, it's it's like Target partnering with Disney or any company wants to be partnered with Disney. I think it's a brand recognition. It's a brand boost for TikTok. Um, a boost I think how? it might be more. Well, I, I think it might be more like. Um, Because there was a whole attack on TikTok where they had the CEO or whatever uh, come in and testify before Congress. And he said, you know, look, all the information is stored on data servers in Virginia and Singapore. It's not even stored in China. Mm -hmm. So he was alleviating a lot of these fears that people were having. And I think a lot of the banning of TikTok apps have been um, or the app has been sort of out of fear because it's tied to China. I'm not saying that China is perfect. Um, but like we, you know, American companies and other companies have already been scooping up and hoovering up our our information for years. And China is and other countries are buying it on the wholesale market. I mean, that's what happens like 23andMe, I think one of those uh DNA sites bought by a company in China and said, There you go, all your DNA, it's just already over there. All the stuff's already yeah. out there. So I'm not like super worried about it. Um, but what's in it for 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 TikTok is is I think it you know say in sports washing where like Saudi Arabia is now doing a football league, and they're 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 paying millions and hundreds of millions of dollars for the biggest stars in the Premier League to go over and play in the in the Saudi Arabian league. So stuff like that's called sports washing, or green washing, right? Where it's like okay, this might be you think this is good for the environment, yes. but it's not. I think it's just like that, but it's more of a uh, I believe it sounds more of a um like a brand uplift the brand polish like oh we're not bad look disney's partnering with us right. you know what i mean everything's yes. fine okay. To maybe to get back in these markets right. um but i don't think it's necessarily to to drive people because t- people already on tiktok um so that's my thought on it i i i don't know. look i i think it's good for 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 disney it's obviously very good for tiktok i'm not going to say that people aren't going to be going specifically for disney i just have a hard time believing it's going to be that much of of an influx of users but it
1: might be who knows my stand is if i feel like if something is going to be sent to me and it's on tiktok i won't watch it cuz i feel like if it's good enough it'll eventually get to instagram where it'll just show up in my reels anyway <laughs> that is yeah i'm not going to
0: i'm not going to read anything online if it if it's good it'll be in my newspaper like i feel like it eventually it's, it's actually- will just show up like i don't need uh, any it- more things to look at and I know that about you, which is why I have yet to send anything to you or I haven't in a while. Um, like I saw one last week about some lady playing the recorder and I was like, oh, man, Jeremy would love
1: this. And it was on TikTok. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's people playing I mean, the recorder so on
0: Instagram. But not this particular
1: video. Uh, well, you know what? I okay. bet I'll sleep tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you will, too. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I think about. It. All right. So, Sounds good. But I think you're right, and and Disney has has a history of not shying away from partnering with the Chinese government, right? For better or for worse, uh, Shanghai Disney, yeah. filming Mulan with you know, right, sort of in that same area where those uh, the camps are for the Uyghurs or, or however you pronounce it. So they're definitely they're definitely in full bore, they're full force, they're ready to go. They're partnering with uh, with these companies no matter what. So yeah.
1: All right, I'm not going on to make you feel better. No, <laughs> I'm not. You don't have to. I'm not going to. Uh, I enjoy. It. I've learned a lot. I've, I've
0: learned a lot of things on TikTok. You know, I'm 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 glad I went on. The it.
1: other thing is like I've had so many. Like I was on Friendster. Remember, I was on. Oh yeah, I was oh, on MySpace. Sure. And then finally, it came. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm. It took me a long time to get Twitter. I was like, I don't need any more stuff. And then I eventually did get to Twitter and like, you know, cause that was more for Spectra. So I don't know, but now I'm done. There are no more new, I'm not doing anymore. It's easier when these other ones kind of drop off like
0: Friendster and MySpace right. and all these things. Like it's so much easier when you just, they're just dead anyways.
1: Yes, they just died.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a ton of stuff on TikTok. I'm happy I'm on it. I enjoy it. You you, and it's, I like the algorithm on TikTok cause it's not as ad focused where Instagram they don't show you your followers as much or the people you follow because they want you to follow other people and they want everyone's accounts to grow. TikTok isn't like that. So you can mm. get really targeted stuff. Sometimes it's weird, but I don't know. I've, 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 I've gotten into plant propagation because of videos on TikTok. I love it. I'm having a great time.
1: I'm li- Listen, I'm not singing the virtues of Instagram. I hate Instagram. It's just that yeah. this is the devil I've decided to just tie myself up with. So like that's it, See, you know? And
0: that, and that's all you got to do, man. That's what my therapist would say. Like, it's okay as long as you know it and you don't be harsh on yourself. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like Zuckerberg is an angel either. And you know, he's selling your data. That's how Facebook makes a lot of money. They're selling your data anyway. So
1: who cares? All I get on Instagram is videos of really hot metal melting things. <laughs> Like it's always a a molten red ball being dropped on a crayon or a brick of ice or like, how did I get that? I don't, what did I tell it that I'm like, I want to see things melt like crazy. Well, that's the thing. That's the (laughs) algorithm is it it doesn't really work that way anymore. It's just whatever's popular. Well, now I, I, I I used to watch them and I would be like, oh, wow, let's see what it does. But then you're always left. I'm like, yeah, ice melt. Yeah. I got it. It's going to (laughs) melt. So now I'm like, I refuse to watch someone. I want to see if they go, those melting balls go away. There's a dude on TikTok. There's a,
0: he's a, he's a black dude in the UK and he's a scientist, but he's talking like, um, I don't know if the right word, it's not cockney, but it's that, uh, you know, isn't it where he, he, he like take apart a battery. He was like, check this out. Man's got battery, isn't it? And he's like taking it apart and he's dropping, it like, you know, magnesium will do this. And he's doing like backyard science experiments, mm. but he's just has this really like, um, yeah, I don't know. St- like, I guess street, talk it's fascinating stuff because they will just like take apart a battery and just like do these melt all this stuff and i don't know i like that sort of like you know in it and uh you know man's man's got a man's got a battery i just think that's i don't know anyway whatever who cares we're off topic let's go take a break (laughs) we'll come back we got some more stories here we're going to look through what's on new on disney plus because jeremy's right it's a fever dream of weird stuff so hang on everyone it's ears up in depth we'll be right back in-depth reporting disney news that's probably not made up what's going on everybody at the break jeremy was t- telling stories about me and i appreciated
1: it yeah if you if you <laughs> are the yeah he comes back i was talking he, here's what he here's what happened okay how about we just talk about it <laughs> he there leaves it. me i don't yeah. know where he goes he gets water and uh, and i'm say left... goodnight to my child oh and says goodnight to his child though A noble thing to do yeah, So yeah. he leaves me here with the chat room, so I have to entertain, basically, Brian. And so <laughs> I like, start telling stories and whatever going on and on, and I was like, and then I saw him come back, I was like, okay, he's back. And he goes, oh, what, are you talking about me? And I'm like, the ego on this one. Yeah, well, the cool thing about me, though, is I know it, and it's all right. And I said, I you was know? talking about my hopes and dreams and aspirations for the new nighttime show. Coming to Epcot, Luminous: The Story of Us. Oh, I can't wait for that. Um, you were talking about what's new
0: on Disney Plus on the Disney yeah, what, Plus. What, uh, is it, April what does it say? So, it's the new go- It's the new Goosebumps, <laughs> uh, you know, remake or whatever, which is fine. That's that's new. That's hot, right? It's ready for October. Uh, Disney Once Upon a Studio which is their hundredth uh, celebration thing. And I, I hear it's really good. we talk talking about it a lot in discord, like people are like that is a, it's a beautiful thing. It's touching or whatever.
1: Okay. Right? But can I just interject? Sure. Do whatever you want. There's a trailer for this, or there's a trailer basically on, on Twitter, all of the Disney social media platforms tweeted out this video. It's about two minutes long. I don't think it's a trailer for that. This thing that's on, on Disney plus but it's basically just okay. like a celebration of the last hundred years. And it's like movie clips and clips of people in the park. And just like, like, um, aren't we great? <laughs> yeah. Like recordings of wall, <laughs> yeah. which, okay. So I have a few things to say about this one. It's like Walt going like quality will out give the people what they want Do And I'm like, you have the stones on these people. <laughs> you do not see that quality will out. Have you seen, you got rid of a fountain and replace it with a planner. Give the people what they want. You put in this San Francisco, you can see the rivets, there's screws missing. I mean, it's a disaster. And this, he's talking about quality will out and they're putting it in the thing like they're still doing that. They should be hiding that and make, rem, not reminding everybody how much of an irony this is. But the other thing was, so it's all these movie clips, right? You got Snow White, Cinderella, all the movies from all through the years. Also, of course, right. Avengers. Two clips of this new Wish that's coming out. Uh, Avatar. I love a celebration
0: of the last hundred years. Uh, to let's put in a thing of that nobody's seen yet. Uh, t- two clips of
1: Wish, but uh, like <laughs> we got like one, we got six seconds of Snow White, but not one clip of of Mary Poppins. Oh, interesting. That irks me. Like you, I cannot believe. First of all, it has more Academy Awards than any Disney movie. In this 100 years, it's the the one that won the most. Are you kidding me? Is it what's more iconically Disney than Mary Poppins? Julie Andrews was the voice of Disneyland's 50th anniversary celebration. They parade Dick Van Dyke out of his He's dancing. I don't know what's going on. But then no no mention of that, but I got to watch two clips of Wish and Avatar celebrating 100 years of Disney. (laughs) Are you guys kidding me? I felt like that was such a snub. I grew up on Mary Poppins. I love that movie. It makes me very, very angry. Clearly.
0: <laughs> um, so we have one the studio. D- then we have uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion, which I just saw recently. The new Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, the new one. Yeah, with Owen Wilson and Rosario Dar- Dawson yes. and some other people. I uh, <laughs> I was disappointed in it. I wanted it to be more. Taryn liked it. Okay. There were a bunch of nods to uh to the ride. Of course, and a little bit of uh, maybe Disney World vibes in there too. In a couple like stair, like that staircase room that you guys have.
1: Oh, you don't have the staircase room.
0: No, nope. hmm. do not. Um, but overall, I just I kept sitting there watching this thing, going, "Why does this exist?" <laughs> there was no, there was no point. Like the plot was very sort of bad and fractured, and there were a lot of different. Plot points that didn't make any sense, like A, B, C storylines that were just like this is not an interesting storyline at all. It's like they had one thorough, you know, uh, throughput right, and then they they needed a little bit of extra drama, so they they put these weird characters in. It's like I don't like it. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't. I'm not going to watch it again. I didn't like it. Mm. Um, but you know, the little those little boy who played Rosario Dawson's uh, kid, he was great. He's a good actor. Okay kind of cool, you know. So that was neat and uh you know the effects were great. I think it was shot well. I did like some of the stuff that they did. I liked the music. The music was awesome. Oh, okay. the music was great. Yeah, because it was very uh sort of chilling. They took a lot of the really nice chilling moments of the of, of the ride music and wove it really beautifully into sort of some, some new uh background music in the in the movie. It was great. Okay, I thought that was good. cool. That was the best part. Yeah, that was the best part. Um other than that, it was like, eh, why did this didn't need to happen? But whatever. You got Loki, you got the Simpsons, and then you start getting a weird PJ Masks power heroes dancing with the stars. This is all new in Disney Plus. Harry and Meghan, a sh- a royal romance. And the soft filter they have on these things would uh, would make Sybil Shepherd and Moonlighting blush. <laughs> like it is
1: oh, God.
0: massive. <laughs> then you have... Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, which why wouldn't you put a Christmas movie about a cat on Disney Plus in October? Why wouldn't you? Why not? You know, Mm. Uh, Forever, which I guess is a boy band. Ancient Aliens, which just feeds conspiracy theories throughout the world. I love Ancient Aliens. Wrapped up in Christmas. My Ghost Story, which literally looks like something you would see on like like Investigation Discovery. It's very bad font. Um, and then, yeah, just weird stuff. Chris Angel, Mind Freak is new to Disney Plus. <laughs> Jeez, mm, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, there's They're weird raising stuff. Raising prices on this service.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, before we get to the next story, summer is uh, is gone, but man, in the Bay Area, it was 95 degrees today in mid October. Yeah, San Francisco hit like high 80s, low 90s today. Wow. It was as hot inland here and I'm two hours away from the city. It was as hot here as it was in San Francisco as bizarre to me, but That's you know, weird. whatever. Um, so it's still prime time to be drinking some nice, refreshing crisp beers. And our friends of the 21st amendment are celebrating the return of the warmer days that we'll get here. I'm told it will get here at some point soon with their popular and everyone's favorite seasonal beer, Hell or High Watermelon Wheat. And they also have Hell or High Mango, which it's my favorite now. And we were up last week at the um, uh, in Humboldt County on the Lost Coast, they call it, uh, just taking a little vacation. Oh, nice. And they had they had Hell or High Mango there at the place. Oh, how nice. And I was like, wow, this is really nice. That's really cool. So I got to grab some of that. And it was fun. The brewers of the 21st Amendment brew an American wheat beer with real watermelon juice or mango juice, creating a refreshing, fruity, and quenching beer or what they affectionately call summer in a can hell or high watermelon wheat will make any weekend barbecue or beach time activity that much better get them while you can honestly (laughs) these things go away can these things go away when it gets colder and if you're out here in california it's i don't know when it's gonna get cold so who knows uh but when you come out here And visit the California Bay Area. Be sure and stop in at the 21st Amendment San Francisco Brew Pub at 563 2nd Street, which is just two blocks from where baseball is played. And also be sure and visit the brewery tap room just across the bay in San Leandro with an outdoor beer garden. I'll wrap up my stories with this this really lovely story. Um, There is rumors, Jeremy, that the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel is coming back. But in a different form.
1: And this is all uh, based around a survey that was sent to people I think last week. Well, maybe it'll just come back in like the format always should have been, which is just like a themed hotel. A, a normal hotel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice.
0: And they could have been they could have done it bigger, too. Um and just had just a really normal looking hotel but comfortable rooms. Themed. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you were on one of the last voyages of Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the $1 billion hotel and live experience housed in a stout gray building on Walt Disney World property, chances are you had something waiting for you when you got home, an invitation to take a survey about your time on the ship. Disney closed the ambitious Star Wars Hotel at the end of September, less than two years after it opened, which was uh, you know $4,800 for two people for two nights a living experience for fans of Star Wars. Now, this article says it's the brainchild of former Disney CEO Bob Chapek, but I—I I mean, this thing would have taken years to get approved, so I don't
1: think that he came up with the idea. Well, why not? But wasn't he in? Wasn't
0: he in Parks and Experiences? I guess before he was the
1: president of Parks and Experiences before he was CEO. Oh no, oh, so he maybe he greenlit yeah.
0: it. He probably did. Interesting. Um, apparently, the fact is that uh, the Star Wars Hotel never turned a profit and was a, quote, unmitigated disaster for the uh, for the company. And uh, from SFGate, they're saying that um, the Galactic Star Cruiser in Disney World was billed as one-of-a-kind Star Wars experience. Each two-night booking was meant to feel like boarding a cruise ship. Yeah, 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 we all know. But at about $4,800, the cheapest tier offer, Disney fans complained that it was too much for two days. In May, barely one year since opening, Disney announced it was shuttering Galactic Star Cruiser. At Wednesday's earnings call, again back in August, Disney attributed a dip in the theme park division to a, quote, decrease at Walt Disney World, primarily due to higher costs and uh, the planned closure of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Interim Chief Financial Officer Kevin Landsberg said the company is looking at an accelerated depreciation of $250 million for the Star Cruiser, which is in line with the earlier numbers given by the park's uh, chairman, Josh Demaro. In May, Demaro estimated $1 million to $150 million in depreciation in both the final two quarters of 2023. So they're saying that basically they're taking a $250 million hit per room, the Galactic Star Cruiser. They just never recovered their money for it. But uh, a unusually specific survey, which is obtained by The Wrap, which is this article, uh, was given to guests on the final voyages, suggests to some that current CEO Bob Iger and other Disney executives may be rethinking their decision to close the Star Cruiser completely. Questions in the survey, some say, point to a desire to rework and reopen the attraction as a more streamlined, less costly experience. Quote, it's better than 50-50, says Len Testa, president of Touring Plans and co-author of The Unofficial Guide to Walt Disney World. That's his chances that the Star Cruiser return. Better than 50-50. I mean, sure, dude. <laughs> I don't think you're going out on a limb for that. That's like the like, like the least prophetic quote that you could have given this people is, it's better than 50-50. It's probably 51-49.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know okay
0: because I mean, you have the building the think about it. you have the building it's not gone i guarantee you it looks the same on the day that they close the doors as it does right now they're sitting there nothing's happening so of course they're going to use the building so you could use the building as a gift shop and 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 he could be right and go yep see i told you it came back just not as what we thought it would be i don't know whatever He says if they were going to lock the doors and walk away, they wouldn't be emailing every person who was on the Star Cruiser to do a survey about how it might change. I don't know, man. I guess, dude.
1: So I don't know. Did they give us any of the questions?
0: Uh, I'm looking for right now. Actually, I should have had this planned and I didn't uh, because now there's a whole bunch of um, ads here. So you got to skim through all the dumb ads. Ultimately, only 71,000 guests experienced one of the 274 voyages of the Galactic Star Cruiser, not counting repeat guests, of which there were supposedly a surprising amount. So you had 71,000 unique guests on that over two years. That's pretty good. That's better than I thought. The hotel had an average occupancy rate, Jeremy, of 70%. That's low for a Disney hotel. I'd be, I thought that was pretty high for this because it was so
1: expensive. And we were talking about how many people are actually going to be able to go on this thing. It's high for that, but Disney often Disney's hotels operate in the 90s. In a, like pre-pandemic, Disney operated in the 90s.
0: Um, and then this article goes on to say, meaning that some cruises had an occupancy as low as 20%. Interestingly, total occupancy wasn't based on the rooms, but rather on how many people somewhere around 370 could fit in the atrium of the hotel for the big show moments. So you could, so I, it was more total occupancy of the common areas rather than how many rooms were booked, which seems like fuzzy math to me. You know, it's like, well, we know we're not going to fill the rooms all the time. So let's just base it on this. And then, and then
1: it's a success. Yeah. Yeah.
0: These individuals uh, close to the project admitted the experience never made money because there were two sets of characters on duty at all times.
1: Well, you, because you're charging people so much, you have to make sure that no one misses anything. You can't have Yoda right. be sick. No. So <laughs> coughing, you, I am. So, you know, sick, I must be. But like if you're paying $300, I meanwhile, well, you have to pay $600 a night for these hotels. They're so not even that great. You could probably charge 1200 for these stutzes who like this. They would pay it. Any, they wouldn't even care if they had the characters. They just want to sleep in those weird bunk beds. Right, right. And they'll pay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so here's some of the questions. If you got past the
0: pre-screening question, so apparently, um, you know, if you went on this thing, they sent you some pre-screening questions to see if you're a journalist or a blogger, which uh, I do appreciate that this article is separating those two things. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. If you're a blogger or a journalist, um, and if oddly, if you completed graduate school, you weren't allowed to participate. I guess. Oh, oh yeah. It's weird. Uh, you were paid a fee between 150 and 250 bucks. You were asked to sign an NDA, which clearly someone broke, and given a private link to a live questionnaire. The Post Star Cruiser survey consisted of four sections: pre-arrival, on-board in your room and overall with additional questionnaire that guests were meant to fill out about the moments that shaped my Halcyon star cruiser experience, which is just the dumbest title is, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, uh, that questionnaire was broken down by day with markers for the various activities like return from Batu or dinner taste around the galaxy. <laughs> Some of the questions on the survey were incredibly granular, like quote, how long did it take you to prepare your character? Uh, and then it says in parentheses, "You are encouraged, but not required, to come up with a detailed backstory before boarding the ship." Some oh, were far broader. Can you imagine how long did it take for you to come up with your character? People LARPing, live action role playing, and these kinds of like cosplay things are very niche. Not everybody's going to want to. And so, uh, encourage is one thing, but preparing your character, I I would I want I want to know how many people actually did that. Some were far broader. Like what? events impacted your personal story others even more telling like asking are you an introvert or an extrovert
1: oh yeah because this is a terrible (laughs) thing if you're an introvert no one wants to go (laughs) no i I don't want to go near this so if you put an introvert and you had a bad
0: time that's gone they're
1: writing you off
0: Yeah. yeah yeah anyway that's about it really oh um There's some questions about in-room AI Droid D3 and the DataPad, which is the app that drove much of the guest experience, which seemed to emphasize cheaper technological touch points over costly person-to-person interaction. There are other issues Disney is trying to streamline according to Testa, like the length of stay and the price. The perfect thing would be A one-day experience with an overnight stay in the hotel, he says. That would allow them to use the cabins and the restaurant and still give everybody all the play, all the restaurant benefits. You get to say you stayed in the hotel, but to do that at a price point that is half or less. No, no, that's not what you do. That's absolutely incorrect. Because nobody wants to go stay at this hotel for one night, pack up all their stuff, and shuffle off to another hotel. Nobody wants to do that. This is how you bring this back. You charge less because you don't have all the live action stuff, but it's still eight, 900 bucks a night done. You can stay for three days, five days if you want to, but don't have the shuttle to Batu. You don't have all that kind of stuff. You don't have the live action thing. Maybe you have a couple, uh, you know, sword uh, lightsaber fights or whatever stormtroopers walking around just like they do in Batu, but don't do any of the, don't do any of the cosplay stuff. Don't do any of that. Make the rooms a little more comfortable, because I heard those weren't really too comfortable. That's how you deal with
1: this. Put some windows in. Realize where we are. Yeah, it's like, I want to go down Main Street USA and observe and sort of experience it. I don't want to have to come up with which one of the mellow men I am. Like, (laughs) I just want to go. I'm the cute one.
0: I'm Uh, the cute mellow man.
1: (laughs) Like I don't want to have to go to fireman's school to drive that fire truck. I just want to ride it for 5 minutes and then get me the hell off well, so and go do something else. You know what it's like? Here's the thing. It's 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 like the jungle cruise, right?
0: The Jungle Cruise, the skippers are really pretending like you're on a cruise. They're cosplaying. They're, you know what I mean? They're role right. playing with you. You're not asked to prepare a, a role for that or background <laughs> for it. Like, I'm a high powered oil man, you know, and I'm right. here getting a new wife. I don't know what, right? Whatever. Yeah. It, it, that's not what people want to do. People want to do, people want to experience the magic of Disney but they don't want to be forced into a role of dinner theater, which is, we've been talking about this since it was announced. Disney would also have to improve its marketing test stressed, especially if they were to relaunch the Star Cruiser, since it was so disastrous the first time around. I don't really think it was a disaster. I wouldn't call it disaster. 71,000 people went through that thing multiple times sometimes. I wouldn't call it a disaster. It didn't work well. They should have, instead of closing it, They should have reworked it, but, uh, I don't know. Disaster, I think is doing a lot of work in that, in in that sentence,
1: man. It had, it had an occupancy rate 20% lower than the average Disney hotel. I, and it, and it hemorrhaged money. I don't. And, but I always knew that it would, everybody always knew that it would. That was part of the thing we talked about. But just because you knew it was going to be a disaster doesn't mean it wasn't a disaster. It was a disaster. I'm saying
0: it was a failure. I don't think it was a disaster. Okay. That's a difference without a distinction. Maybe it's a distinction or a without distinction a without a difference, oh, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion on it, mostly because I like to, you know, talk crap about other people getting quotes and articles and not me. Anyway, there you go. So Star Cruiser, it's more than a 50 50 chance that it's coming back. <laughs> Jeremy.
1: Yeah. And then if, even if they open it up for trick or treat, you can say he was right. <laughs> See, there you go. That's how it works. Anyway, what do you got? Give it to me. The Candlelight Processional is part of Epcot's Christmas festivities, and it's showcasing some new celebrities.
0: Oh my goodness. Go away, Jeremy. How dare you poison my brain with these things?
1: The Candlelight Processional will be returning to Epcot this year. This is a wonderful presentation. I love it myself. And as you know, Jason, each year the concert series, which depicts the Christmas story and the birth of Christ, is highlighted by a string of celebrity narrators who join the orchestra and massed choir of Disney cast members in telling the Christmas story. Each year, Disney unveils some new performers as well. Are you ready to find out who the new celebrity narrators are this year? I am always excited for these announcements, having
0: never, ever been. Um, I love who they drudge up uh, like those people on TikTok who do magnet fishing in like the canals of France, <laughs> Just throw these big electromagnets in and pull up locks yes. and bicycles yes, and yes, just yes, 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 stuff. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what this is. So go ahead. Tell me who's, who's going to be there.
1: I'm going to say this. You. So what I have done is I have sent you nine, or, sorry, n- yes, nine audio clips. Ah, uh, this is the game. All right, let's do and it. You, we're gonna. I'm gonna play you, or you're gonna play the, the sound from each one. You have to guess who that celebrity oh is. Goodness, and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna go on a, a limb here and say that I think there is a less than fifty fifty chance that you will get any of these right. <laughs> yeah, how many do you think I'm gonna get? By the way, I'm, I am very, I'm very uh,
0: in tune. And very I know pop culture and so I, I'm I was having a hard time
1: trying to figure out cuz for a 45-year-old man I'm surprisingly cool. Yes, and also well <laughs> you I, I don't mean to say yes you are cool cuz that's not true but I Whoa. I do think that you you do seem to have a knowledge of things that often surprises me. What I don't know is um if you're going to be able to know who these people are just from a few seconds of their voice. Now well, let's try it. Let's go with number 1. By the way, I would tell you this, I would get zero of these. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try. Here's number one.
0: Honestly, I do go to therapy, but I, it's just hard, like, for job security. Hello. Oh girl, I know. I waited a long time for it. Because a, that's a good, that's a good, y'all win how many seasons? Six. Six, that's a lot that's of job security. That's yes. That's good. And also, I just miss my friends. Yeah. And I miss telling these beautiful stories that people can relate to and I can relate to. Yeah, I miss it. I that. mean, you, you guys. Is that Queen Latifah? No.
1: No, I don't know who it is. Her name is Chrissy Metz. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I She played Kate Pearson in a television show called This Is Us. She's been in an Entourage, uh, and she's also a singer. So,
0: all right. Um, Taryn watched that show, This Is Us.
1: Oh, maybe she would know her, that voice. She would. She probably I mean, would. She crying every time. Every Aww. single time.
0: She's crying. I'm like, why are you watching a show that
1: makes you cry? I don't know. I like it. All right. <laughs> Aw. Okay, let's try for number two. All right. I know the song. God, who sings this stupid song?
0: The song was everywhere for about six months, man. Uh, six. six
1: months? Six years? I can't. I still feel like I keep hearing yeah.
0: it. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Uh It's not Pitbull.
1: I don't know. Who is it? I have no idea. Uh, that singer's name is Luis Fonsi. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And he's joined with someone else in that. A more popular artist, but I can't remember who it is anyway. All right. Okay. Well, so far, I'm... uh not doing so well, I but I do. Two. I think they might get easier for you as they as we move along. This one right, maybe not, but give it a shot. Number three. All right. Bye,
0: bye, bye. I'm gonna miss you so. Bye, bye, why you have to go?
1: Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. That is Anne Margaret. Okay. Anne Margaret is a Swedish-born actress, notable for being a former flame of Elvis Presley. She starred in Grumpy Old Men, Bye Bye Birdie, yes, okay, obviously, right. and sure. Viva Las Vegas. All right, Anne Margaret. I'm surprised she's the still alive. But Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret's heading to Orlando. She's going to read the story. Awesome. Can't okay, wait. you have to get number. You're going to get number four. All right, let's see.
0: How did? How did you just? Can you What's... look, if you could just buy into this whole I'm the devil thing, it'll save us both a lot of these questions.
1: Maybe I should call you a cab, although it's going to be hard to find one that will go to hell this time of night.
0: Ooh, what a delightfully peek. So
1: hit. we're not looking for Elizabeth Hurley because <laughs> that's who the lady was.
0: I don't know. That is Brendan Fraser. Whoa, that was Brendan Fraser from what
1: movie? Be dazzled or bejeweled. Uh, something, <laughs> something with Elizabeth, something oh. opposite of Elizabeth Hurley. I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing so well. He's made quite a comeback. You know what? The problem was I yeah. wanted to play a clip from The Mummy, but he doesn't have any long, clear dialogue in The Mummy. It's always just like, there's a mummy. Like, you can't, you know, like, it wasn't enough. Like, it was mostly uh, Rachel Weiss the whole time. So. Sure. All right, number five. Okay, maybe you'll get this one. I get it. You're just following the rules. You're a nurse, an underpaid, underappreciated nurse who might need some help making ends meet. So,
0: what do you say to <clears throat> $12? I can't, I don't know.
1: My first guess was Reese Witherspoon, but I don't think that's correct. Who is that? Do you want... Well, I don't know if you're going to get... She was on Desperate Housewives. Does that help? No. Ava Longoria. Oh, God, I wouldn't know.
0: I wouldn't know. Okay. This one... I don't like this game. This game was hard.
1: This one you're (laughs) going... This one is very close. Actually, and Taryn would get this one.
0: Okay. Let's go. Number six. (laughs) Sounds like Michael Jackson. Is it Michael Jackson? Sounds like Michael Jackson, or the Jackson
1: Five. Yeah, I don't know who's that. I have it, no idea. Okay, let's 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 not just give it away right away. It is a group of five singers, who often compared themselves to the Jackson Five. Although I don't know that that or like maybe had an an occasion, but I don't know that necessarily that was a good comparison. A boy band from the early '90s. Uh, well, it's either Backstreet Boys or In or Ninety Eight Degrees. It's none of those. <laughs> Menudo. No, but it's a as uh, after Menudo, but before those other three. I don't know. That is Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. New you, Kids on the Block. Please don't go, girl. N K O T B. Okay. You've got All right, well, there you go. You've got That'll three be- left. I think you have a chance at two of them. Friends would ask me, they were like, you, you read any comics? I was like, I read a few things, you know, but like there's this one called the Black Panther, but you didn't know there's this black superhero out there, right? And they're like, no. And so I was working on a TV show at the time and a buddy of mine said, you know what you should do, dude? You should get the
0: right- It sounded like 50 Cent.
1: Nope.
0: But is it, um, is it the, the guy who played in This Is Us? He Stewart? is in, he is in This Is Us.
1: He is in This Is Us.
0: Is it that Stewart guy, like the main guy? His name is not Stewart.
1: His name is Sterling
0: K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. Okay, but I did get that because that's what I was thinking of. He's in Black Panther. for me.
1: No, you didn't get that. Uh, Yes, I did. I knew who it was. I just got his (laughs) name wrong, but I saw his head. I saw his picture. You know what? I'm going to give it to you because it's one out of seven. Uh, Thank you. He also is in Black Panther. He played a character, I think, called Najobu, if that's how you pronounce it. I've never Probably. seen it but that's how I read that. Okay, number, right, number eight. 8. Now number there 8, Disney fans especially Disney World fans will know. All right, let's go. Ready to begin.
0: Let the wonder take hold. Wow, oh, let the compression take hold. Um, I have no idea. Do you know what song that is? No.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. That is the theme to Happily Ever After, which is currently the Magic Kingdom's nighttime spectacular.
0: Whoa, who's it was singing it?
1: Pre pandemic, it went away. Everyone rioted in the streets and they brought it back, just like I'm hoping they'll do with Illuminations. And that is the singer, Jordan Fisher. Oh, okay. So Jordan's last be one. Raining. Okay, come on.
0: no idea who this is. Name, oh my goodness. In
1: the world will ever be
0: the same. Love changes everything, days are longer.
1: I have no idea who, who that is. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. If there was one that I could guess, it would be this. Um, That is Audra McDonald, known for Broadway musicals such as Porgy and Bess, Ragtime, Dreamgirls, and Carousel. That is her singing Andrew Lloyd Webber's Love Changes Everything from the musical Aspect of Love. Oh, sure. That song is so good. And she did that with two other singers uh, at the Kennedy Center. It's a wonderful recording. Anyway, that's Audra McDonald, uh, so she will be their Broadway star. Those new narrators join a lineup of returning celebrities, including the beloved Disney fan John Stamos, as well as Marley Matlin, and of course Neil Patrick Harris. Oh yeah, of course he has to be there. <laughs> I think it's he's contractually bound. So we've got quite a lineup. I think if I I want to see, oh my goodness, I want to see Audra McDonald. I want to see Brendan Fraser and I want to see Joey McIntyre.
0: I would love to see Brendan Fraser doing that. I love that he has, he has made a resurgence Yes, in Hollywood. I have not seen the whale, which is kind of the movie that put him back on the map. Yeah. But I know he's doing a bunch of stuff now and uh, he just seems like such a, a wholesome guy. Like, you know, when you see actors interviewed and you can tell sometimes they're just sort of pompous because they've had everything handed to them or whatever. But Brendan Fraser does not come off like that. He just comes off like a normal dude who happened to have been really famous in the nineties. Yeah, and then that and then went through some stuff, man. And now he's on the, he's on the other side of it, and he's coming back. And I'm proud of him for that. I you like know,
1: that. Well, we like a well. I like you know he he had I guess some humbling experiences. I don't know what he went through, but he wasn't in Hollywood for a while and came back. Yeah. And you know so we like a comeback story here right? Yeah. It sounds good, man. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had, Jeremy. That's all you had too. We're going to get out of here. Oh, well, you know what? Sometimes I like to be helpful. So I am going to toss one other thing out there. And that is that shop Disney right now currently is offering annual pass holders, a discount. So if you can't get to the parks, Ooh. but you're in the mood for some Disney product at a discount now through October 29th, pick your annual pass and uh, go to shopdisney.com com where the, I guess they have an app. So some savings for you do. people.
0: About that they have, um, someone posted in Discord today that the uh, shop Disney has the um, they have Haunted Mansion like village sets now. Yes, they do. They look amazing. I wish I had $300 to spend on it, but uh, they well, look awesome. You
1: don't need $300 if you use your annual pass on don't, Shop Disney. I don't have one, man. also, that thing is also on Amazon and I think it's cheaper. <laughs> I don't doubt it. And if you and it's also on eBay it. and it's like three times the price, those <laughs> <ails>. of course. <laughs>
0: Alright everyone thanks for joining us again I really appreciate it if you are listening uh, live Or you know if you listen to this before Next week uh, Today's the 19th we are going to be doing our Spooky stories Next Thursday Oh, fun. Uh, I'm excited about that Jeremy you want to write a story and come on and read it I thought you already did it Nope mm, Next Thursday I'm busy
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm busy hand blending some tea. I can't like I don't know. All right. I well, thanks a lot implant. for thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate it. And until uh, till next time. We'll see.